Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the NFL, let the Rob Gronkowski watch begin. Retired tight end and didn't rule out returning to the NFL this season. Gronkowski is, quote, pain-free for the first time in more than a decade. Didn't shoot down the potential of a comeback, but he did say he didn't see it happening in the, quote, foreseeable future. Another tight end in the NFL on the mend. Redskins coach Jay Gruden expects Jordan Reed to be ready for the start of the season. He's suffering from a concussion currently. And the Athletics' Jeff Howard reports Patriots center David Andrews' season is is in jeopardy after being hospitalized with blood clots in his lungs. Andrews is expected to already miss, quote, a significant amount of time. And in baseball, x-rays on Mike Moustakis' left hand came back negative. He's still sore and not expected to play in Tuesday's game. And the Atlanta Braves have released first baseman Lucas Duda. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for the final hour solo, taking you until 4 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon, final week of the preseason, which... Essentially is meaningless for fantasy purposes. We will not see any significant players suit up on Thursday night, but we got a lot of drafts between now and the start of the season. So still a lot of work to be done as uh, players are moving up and down draft boards. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron 88 and have you covered at FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Have my updated fantasy football rankings. Make changes daily as news breaks, as things change when I draft and I discover who I take on the clock, and maybe I have to adjust my rankings accordingly. So you can get those updated rankings, print them out, take them to your draft, and you know you don't have to go strictly by it. Obviously, you might have some differing opinions. I appreciate if you do have confidence and want to use my rankings as a guide. Uh, do my best, and you know those are the way that I would draft my team. And that's the one thing I've always said. I will give you advice based on what I would do with my team. So if I'm telling you to do something, that means I'm doing it in my drafts where I'm putting up some money. So uh, hopefully we both win. Uh, obviously, there's going to be... A lot of things that don't pan out that we want, but that's why we work constantly throughout the season through trades and waiver wire pickups, and we'll be here to help navigate you through the entire season. So we got a lot of great stuff in our draft kit. I see the week one projections from Sean Childs are up. He's going to join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern today. We have our consensus rankings, individual rankings from several different people, so you can check those out. Our preseason pro picks where you get a sleeper, a bust, a breakout, a stash and cash, and a comeback player from everyone on the staff, as well as several high-stakes players who are putting up big money in these leagues. So you want to get their thoughts because we've had some really, really money picks uh, over the last few years, and especially last year. Names on that list last year were Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, uh, LaShawn McCoy has an avoid. Obviously, that worked out if you uh, – you know, didn't jump into that landmines in round three and four last year. Mike Williams, Chris Godwin. Uh, so a lot of good picks last year, and they'll be excellent this year as well. So come join us today and check it out. Uh, 
in-depth team profiles, uh, sleeper articles. We have our breakout player, our comeback player. So tons and tons of content as well as great tools. You know, that's the other thing, too. You can customize your rankings. We know everyone plays in different formats and different starting lineup construction. So you can put in your league parameters, scoring system, and get a cheat sheet specifically catered to your league. A lot of people don't do that. So you can check that out. So tons of great content there. And also, uh, don't forget, playffwc.com. We got drafts pretty much every night until that last Saturday before the first big Sunday. So, yes, you can still draft after the Thursday night game, obviously, uh, out in Vegas and in online. We'll be in Vegas next week at the Palm, so uh, I'll be out there. Come say what's up. But we have drafts tonight. Starter best ball draft at 8 p.m. Eastern. A starter full season draft at 9 p.m. Eastern. An online championship at 10 p.m. Eastern. A world championship online league at 9 p.m. Eastern. And a starter full season league at 10 p.m. Eastern. So a lot of drafts tonight. Different price points. So uh, head on over, jump in, and get in a league tonight. All right, let's uh, look at the latest news going on. And touched upon it a little bit in the first hour. But, you know, you're seeing headlines today about Rob Gronkowski. And a lot of it, to me, is kind of misleading. Uh, it's getting you to click on the story because it makes it seem like uh, Gronk is coming back. But that's not the case. Basically, he didn't rule out returning to the NFL this season. Doesn't mean he is. you know. But a lot of the indication from those comments are it's not going to happen soon. So, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he did come back. But, you know, be careful here. You got to read the comments. And this happens a lot today in media. You know, people want to get this splashy headline to get you to click on the story. And sometimes you read it and you go, well, that's not what the headline said. So you have to be very careful here. You know, Gronk seems to be content not playing football right now. He said he's pain-free for the first time in a decade. That's a big deal. Can you imagine just dealing with constant pain every single day playing the game of football? Of course, there's joy to it. And he's won Super Bowls and he's had a lot of fun. But, you know, dealing with pain every single day and now all of a sudden you don't have that pain, it's got to be a... A big turnaround for him. So he basically says he doesn't see it in the foreseeable future. So there's been some offseason reports that he could return. And, you know, it wouldn't be stunning. I don't think he should come back. Uh, his body's been through hell. And he has money. But, you know, everyone is different. And those competitive juices start to flow. You see the Patriots on TV. And the big thing is you avoided training camp. That's the biggest thing. You know, we saw it with Antonio Gates. You know, he didn't want to be a training camp, came back and played. Now, I know he's older, but the grind of training camp is a, a real wear for players, and especially a veteran like Gronk. So I wouldn't be surprised middle of the year he's watching. And he goes, you know what? I kind of want to be back out there. And, you know, you only have to give it your all for, you know, eight, ten weeks and potential playoff run. So it wouldn't be shocking, but just be careful here uh, looking at these you know, headlines because, you know, he didn't say anything like that. And he, a quote from his, from him is, I want to be clear to my fans. I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down. I was losing that joy in life, which is kind of hard to believe when you see Gronk because he's always so outgoing and, and jokes around. So can you imagine football taking that away from him? And I think that's what a lot of people don't see. They see the glitz, the glamour, the money, the celebrations, the touchdowns, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and if he was losing that joy in life 
I mean, that's a big deal. I've always said uh, I think happiness is the most important thing. Everyone obviously wants money and all that, but you, there's people who are billionaires who are the most miserable people in the world. I know it's difficult for the person making 40, 50K to see because everyone thinks money is the cure for everything, but it's really not. Uh, and Gronk said, as for potential return, it won't happen in a week or a month. Physically, I could play right now. Mentally, desire-wise, it's not there. So that's a big deal. If he's not there mentally at this point, again, could it change in two months? Possibly. Uh, I don't think he returns this year. Maybe it's a possibility very late in the year, but just be careful with this. People see the headline, oh, Gronk's not ruling out a comeback. He's coming back. That's not what happened here. Make sure this is a lesson for everything. Read the articles. All right, lots more football talk ahead when we continue. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern, I'll be joined by Sean Childs of FullTimeFantasy.com. You can check out all my work, FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Uh, Lots of great draft kit content out there to help you dominate and make all those last-minute adjustments for your drafts this week, this weekend, and next week. And if you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards in the forums anytime you want. Ask about waiver wire pickups, trades, draft strategy, whatever it is. We are here to provide an answer for you. Uh, we do have a uh, little bit of breaking news here as uh, it pertains to Deshaun Jackson of the Eagles. According to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, there was a minor scare at Eagles practice as Deshaun Jackson suffered a broken ring finger on his left hand today, uh, according to his sources, and uh, he's not expected to miss time, and the team is not concerned. So uh, usually see this is not a big deal. Of course, receiver hands, uh, you always have some type of concern about catching the football, but we've seen players deal with this before. Deshaun Jackson right now, his ADP in the FFWC is 108, wide receiver 52. And you understand why. We all know the deal with Deshaun Jackson. Clearly, uh, he is a better best ball format player. And I know you could say that about a lot of guys. But with Deshaun Jackson, it's true. Because it's very difficult trying to predict when he's going to have those big games. Uh, Because Jackson is someone uh, that has the speed uh, to take off the top of a defense and, you know, he can get behind and score a touchdown and put up big games. Certainly, uh, you know, good GPP player too in uh, DFS. But we know that uh, there's going to be games where he's just uh, very quiet and he doesn't get the – it's not like, you know, the volume is there for him. Now we have been hearing the connection with him and Carson Wentz has been great 
You can't. Deshaun Jackson is better for the Eagles from a football perspective than fantasy. Um, and it's tough to kind of take away from his numbers last year. He got off to the really good start last year. He had three 100-yard games in his first four with Tampa Bay last year. But even in those games, the volume wasn't there. I mean, he had, in those games, he had 14 targets in the first three games. And he caught 12 of them and had three touchdowns. He had one touchdown the rest of the year. Now, he did miss some time towards the end. He only played in 12 games, and that's with Tampa Bay. But, you know, in Philadelphia, they have a lot of weapons. All Sean Jeffrey is going to get targets. Zach Ertz is going to get targets. Dallas Goddard's going to get targets. Aguilar, the running backs, uh, are Ortega Whiteside. Maybe we see him a little bit. He's had a good preseason. So there's just tons of weapons here. So Jackson is never going to command a high target share. So, you know, it was great the first three of the first four games. Sandwich in there was a three for 37. And then after that, four for 77, two for 25, three for 68, two for 32. It's just a guy that's just not going to get a high target share in this offense. So that's the problem with him. I know people look at him and say, oh, he's a pretty good value. Look at where he's going. But from a week-to-week basis you're just not going to feel great starting him. I mean, you look at his, uh, even his 1,000-yard seasons, there's years where he's had 56 catches twice with over 1,000 yards. So it's great on the per-play basis, yards per reception, but the volume's not there. I mean, he's only had 100 targets one time in the last five seasons. That was with Washington in 2016. And it's not going to get there this year either. So it's just going to be difficult trying to figure out what weeks to play him. And that's the problem. He's not a player that you can consistently put in your lineup. So don't have any shares of uh, Deshaun Jackson this year. In uh, best ball, though, you know, especially if you can get him uh, the double-digit rounds, you'll, you'll get those big weeks, and you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, who remains uh, unsigned uh, as the Texans franchise player, has fired his agent. So uh, that would seem that Clowney wants to report. And it uh, looks like, you know, they've had a difficult time trying to hammer out that contract. So uh, Houston Chronicles reporting that Clowney is very frustrated right now, extremely frustrated. And uh, he's got to wait five days before hiring a new player rep, and he's been holding out. So uh, there's still the possibility of a trade as well. That's what we've been hearing for a while. And uh, now seeing a report that the, the Dolphins are uh, pretty interested in trading for him. Uh, this is from Aaron Wilson. The Dolphins are very interested in trading for Jadavian Cloudy, according to league sources, but have to get him interested in going there. Prefers the Seahawks, Eagles as potential destinations. Fluid situation because he has the leverage as unsigned franchise player. So that's the latest there on Jadavian Clowney, who remains out of Texans camp. Also with the Texans, uh, we talked about it briefly in the last hour. Bill O'Brien said today he is not hopeful that Kiki QT will play in week one. He's been dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, he returned to practice yesterday, so I thought that was a good sign. But for the fact that they're already ruling him out, remember the Texans play Monday night, so they play a week from Monday. So 12 days between now and the opener and basically pessimism for O'Brien. So not good there. For QT, who obviously has been very good when he's on the field, but he's had a real difficult time staying on the field. Uh, last year, he had a hamstring injury at the beginning, came back, played well, 
left again with a hamstring injury. So that's been the biggest problem here with QT. Definitely a really good player that can rack up the points uh, in an offense that I think for the Texans will be primarily pass-heavy. Obviously, Lamar Miller out with the torn ACL. So Duke Johnson, for now, is the top running back. And we'll see if they bring in someone else to split the workload. But I got to think also with QT out, maybe that moves Duke Johnson into the slot a little bit. And uh, that, that can help him uh, get some more targets in the pass game because I think that's what you want as a Duke Johnson owner. You, don't, you know he's not going to get 220 carries. You'll be content with 160, 170, but you hope he gets involved in the passing game. As we've seen, Deshaun Watson and the Texans really not pass much to the running backs. I would think that changes with Duke Johnson in there now, but we saw some big games from QT last year when he was healthy. His first game of the year that he played it, uh, 15 targets, 11 for 109 and a touch. Then he had seven targets, six for 51 and a touch. The first week was no touchdowns, 11 for 109. Then six for 51 and a touchdown on seven targets. Then three for 33 on five targets. Uh, then only three targets against Jacksonville in a tough matchup. Then against the Skins, five for 77 on nine targets. So, you know, he, he's been a high-floor PPR guy when he has played, but he has not been able to stay on the field, you know, only playing in six games last year and already dealing with an ankle injury. So definitely is a concern. He's 5'11", 180. So uh, I did take him in a draft last week because he did fall, but I think you're going to see him go a little bit later now. Um, and it also depends on what your roster construction is at that point. You know, if you have, if you've already taken A.J. Green, uh, you kind of don't want to take QT later on because then you're opening the season with two guys dealing with injuries already and you know something could happen in week one to a couple of your players then all of a sudden you're multiplying it and now you got four players potentially dealing with injuries so that's where you got to balance the risk and being safe depending on what you have on your roster so you have to take that into account but uh qt uh adp of 109 right now in the ffwc 53rd receiver off the board and I would think that he drops uh, a potential round or two tonight with this news. Although in that range, you know, after him is Anthony Miller. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, John Brown, the wide receiver 55. A lot of people are not enamored with him because of that offense. Really good player. It's all about how many targets that he can get in that offense. Uh, but I do like uh, John Brown. Not a target, though. I'll take him in a league or two here or there, but... You know, in that range, not a, not that bad of a value. Uh, Cam Newton, they're expecting an apply. Ron Rivera said the team is not concerned about Cam Newton's status for week one. He said, there's no doubt in my mind. That's what Rivera said when they asked about Cam Newton being ready to face the Rams in the opener. So he might not do much in practice this week. And you know, I do like Cam for the upcoming season. I think this is the best weapons he's had. And as long as he's healthy, I do have concern that he might not run early a little bit in the season that's something to keep in mind lots more ahead as we look at the latest football news and what does it mean for your fantasy football team that is all ahead you're listening to full-time fantasy here on the fantasy sports radio network 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday afternoon. The NFL season kicks off one week from Thursday, and we are here to help you dominate. So make sure you head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com right now. Use the promo code RONIS50 to get your first two months for the price of one. And you can... Get access to my rankings. They are updated daily and frequently, so check that out right now. can print it out and use it as a cheat sheet. Become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, taking a look at some of the latest news going on right now. DJ Chark of the Jags, uh, he is back at practice. He had a concussion, and he still is in concussion protocol. So we'll see if he gets set. You know, he's someone to consider in deeper formats. You know, it did take him in the, I think, last round of a draft where I think I don't have a defense. So uh, it's possible he is the cut. But I think in deeper formats, you could take a look at him. Obviously, the Jacksonville offense is not one that we're investing in heavily. You're looking at Leonard Fournette, D.D. Westbrook. Chark is uh, ADP of 218 right now. He has not been drafted in some of the recent drafts, probably because of the concussion news, but, but has gone as early as 152. I think that's way too early. You know, again, someone to take late. You know, we do, we have seen, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator, D. there really be pass-heavy with Minnesota. I think he threw 66% of the time. I don't think they got to do that in Jacksonville, but... They did bring him in knowing that uh, he's a guy that likes to pass. So we'll see uh, what they do there in that offense, uh, how much they pass. But Shark's definitely a, a name to keep on the radar. In 16-round drafts, you're not taking him. But, you know, if you're in our format where the receivers really drive quickly, maybe he's a guy you draft late, you see how it works out early in the season. And uh, if it doesn't work out, easy cut. Uh, Jay Gruden expects Jordan Reed to be ready for the start of the season. His quote is, we're quite confident that Jordan will be fine. Man, I don't know. He was in concussion protocol. Uh, it's seven concussions now. Just hate to see this, man. Uh, it's Reed has been constantly banged up. Uh, definitely have some concern here uh, for a guy like Jordan Reed, and he's got to think long-term about his health at a certain point. Uh, Reed has been dropping. You know, I have seen him go 11, 12th round. In some drafts last week, since this concussion news, he's really uh, fell down. And you can understand why. He's right now 
the 21st tight end off the board. Last few drafts, he's gone 170, 170, 161, 180. So he is cheap. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, the optimist on Jordan Reed was looking at this and saying he's healthy going into the year. That's not the case anymore. So take that argument out. But they were looking at this Redskins offense, and there's really nothing at wide receiver. A lot of question marks. Reed was the main target, and last year he did play in 13 games. But there's just so much risk right now with this concussion. Uh, and I know the price is very cheap at 180. Jack Doyle, though, is going after him. I'd rather have Doyle. I really would. Uh, Doyle had a very good year a couple of years ago with Jacoby Brissett. And yes, this offense is going to take a step back, but uh, I think you could see Doyle be a nice value. I like getting him as my tight end two right now. You know, and I have in a couple of leagues. So I take Doyle at this point. Uh, it, you know, I think Reed just gave us a reminder. And it was a vicious hit. It's like nothing he can do. He just took a big helmet-to-helmet hit. But the reality is, is this has been a problem for Reed for a while. And seven concussions is just absolutely a ton. So definitely have uh, my worries there. Dante Pettis is battling a minor groin injury. So it's something that uh, likely would have occurred in the preseason. Uh so, you know, he's been getting a lot of criticism from the coaching staff, and Pettis said that he has to play with more urgency. So he is a guy that we have seen drop, and I, I'm still willing to draft him at the right price. Uh, right now his ADP is 88, and the FFWC seems kind of early, but uh, back to my point earlier about how quickly the receivers go. So his ADP is 88. That's for the 44th receiver off the board. So we have seen him drop. You could understand why. There's some... Question about his role. Will he start? But reading some of the San Francisco beat writers, it does sound like this is kind of a motivational tactic here where they're trying to get him going. Others are going to say, nope, they're not buying it. I mean, look, Debo Samuel's there. He's a nice value, too. You can get him later on. Uh, His ADP is 127. So a little bit later on, we've seen him rise uh, early of 105, later 162. So some people are buying into him. We know Marquise Goodwin. Has a lot of ability, but he just cannot stay on the field. Although, George Kittle is going to be the top target in this offense. That's the one thing we know. Now, he's changing quarterbacks. He had a great year last year, and he only played three games with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's something that you should consider a little bit. But uh, I still like Kittle in the right spot. I've actually taken him in a few drafts this year. He hasn't been a target. It's just in some of the leagues I've been in, he's kind of fell at a nice value and uh, was willing to take him in that spot. Mari Cooper is scheduled to play in week one. That's what Jason Garrett said yesterday. He hasn't really been practicing at all this month. And we, we don't even know. That's the problem here, too, is there's been talk of plantar fasciitis, plantar fascia, uh, left heel injury. So kind of really don't know what it is. You know, a lot of people think it is the plantar fasciitis. And we know that's a really difficult injury. Although I did see Dr. David Chow, a uh, well-respected doctor, on Twitter comment that he thinks Cooper will be fine. It's a pain tolerance thing, so maybe he'll be limited during the week, but it is uh, a situation where he should be able to be fine and play through it. And Cooper has been dropping in drafts. There was a point where he was going on that 2-3 turn. Right now his ADP is 29. Uh, That's wide receiver 14. So recent drafts, he's on 27, 24, 30, 34. I did take him in a beat Adam Ronis online championship league last week. Late third round, I knew there was some risk, but he fell. So I'm hoping it works out. Uh, we have seen Chris Godwin pass, and Chris Godwin's ADP is 20, 
eight. So uh, you're no longer getting Chris Godwin at the end of round three. Or uh, it was fun when we were getting him in round four, late round four. But uh, things quickly change here in the high-stakes world. Uh, guys are aggressive. They go get their guy. And we saw it uh, in a draft yesterday or two days ago. Juju Smith-Schuster went fifth overall. He's the wide receiver six. His ADP is 12. Uh, but he has gone in the first round of a few recent drafts. He's gone 5, 10, 11, 11. And you could understand why. I think that's like one of the things when you look at the top receivers, like I think they're all close. And I think you would love to get two of them. And you sometimes can on the turn. DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Odell Beckham. Like ranking those guys is really difficult. Wow, I just, Odell Beckham's ADP is now 14? He's now the wide receiver seven. So that is very interesting here. Uh, he's gone 11, 16, 10, 14 in recent drafts. I don't know. Beckham has so much upside. I, I guess that's how you look at these guys. Okay. Hopkins has been very consistent for years. And he had double-digit points in PPR formats every single game last year. If Kiki, QT, and Wolf Fuller are healthy, it might cut into his targets a little bit. Devontae Adams has... Last year was his first huge year as far as volume, but he's had double-digit touchdowns three straight years. Michael Thomas, you know, has a huge floor. I don't know if the ceiling is essentially high with him. Uh, Julio Jones obviously got more red zone targets last year and could score a lot of touchdowns. Tyreek Hill obviously has immense upside in that offense. Juju Smith-Schuster has the ability to lead the NFL this year in target to be the number one wide receiver. It's really not that far-fetched at all. Uh, I definitely want some Juju Smith-Schuster. I think I might only have him in one or two leagues and then certainly would like more. I mean, we saw it in that preseason game uh, on Sunday night. He played one quarter at five targets, caught four, and scored a touchdown. Last year, this was with Antonio Brown. He had 166 targets. For 111, 14, 26, and 7 touchdowns. Remember, Brown had 15 touchdowns. And he's had a 97-yard reception in each of the last two years. So this is a big play threat that's going to... Now he is going to get more attention from the defense. He will face a lot of top cover corners now, which Antonio Brown was getting before. But I think we've seen the skill set and the talent to know that he can produce. So he should get more targets of the same. And there's big upside here for Juju. It would not be surprising to see him finish as the number one wide receiver. And that's the mentality you have to have. If you're picking fifth and you feel, and if you, so here's the thing of why this guy won fifth. If you're picking five, you might have Juju, and you have Juju ranked as your number one wide receiver. You don't feel good about the running backs. You're going to take him there because you know he's not making it back. He is not coming back if you're picking five. And that's the same mentality someone had when they picked Tyreek Hill at five. Maybe Tyreek Hill's their number one guy. So that's the difference here in this format is you have to be really aggressive and get the players you want, especially if you're picking in a spot where you know they're not going to make it back. We've also seen Dalvin Cook go fifth overall, and that was probably uh, that's as early as we've seen him go. We haven't seen him go and only one other recent draft in the first round. That was probably a reaction to that big run. And look, we like Dalvin Cook, not taking him fifth overall. You can make a case for him back in the first round. Uh, he showed that explosiveness, and that's what you wanted to see. So there's a guy that's had a torn ACL and a hamstring issue the last two years, but we know this is a team that wants to run the football, 
and that is going to give him the volume. Right. But uh, and if you are picking five, uh, he's probably not making it back in that spot either. So you see the aggressiveness here. We've seen James Conner go as early as eight. So a lot of different guys going early. Uh, if you believe in a player, you have to be aggressive and take them. When we return, I'll be joined by Sean Childs of FullTimeFantasy.com. He's also one of the top high stakes players around. We'll talk to him next here on Full Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Joining me now, it is one of the top high-stakes players around and also part of FullTimeFantasy.com. Powering the projections and some of the week projections for week one are already up. It is Sean Child. Sean, what's going on? Too much. Just uh, got one uh, exciting team in baseball. Uh, Working my way through the uh, preseason projections and getting ready for week one for the daily games and trying to get that stuff in order. Uh, do you have a lot of drafts between now and the start of the season over the next uh, week and a half? I would think that I would probably do 15 to 20 drafts between now, you know, over the next uh, <laughs> 10 days or so. I did, uh, I think, about seven over the you know last four or five days or so. So just, uh, you know, getting a feel for the player flow and try. You know, people can consistently, uh, you know, move players up and down, and you're trying to, you know, take advantage of some guy sliding, and then you're trying to, you know, a guy that you like, you you know, you don't want to finesse him because you don't think he'll make it back, so you have to move him up and then take it downgrade in another position. So a lot of thinking involved, and, and the more experience you have within the draft, the better you'll get it, you know, hopefully making decisions when you're, you know, playing at the top-end level. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, it's a lot different drafting in the high-stakes leagues, and you have a lot of experience. What is the biggest difference for you when you're drafting in a high-stakes format? I think the first part is, I mean, your draft position, you know, dictates where you're going to start, and then you just have to see where the opportunities are at running back and wide receiver. Decide, you know, decide what you want to do at quarterback, but most likely most of us are going to probably, you know, wait till after, you know, round 10 or so, depending on if they're they, – the other positions drop off or if somebody that's better slides, you know, you know, further back where you get, you know, a top three or four quarterback, you know, in the 10th round, you might go for it. So, you know, getting your structure and then, you know, getting a feel for the uh, who's hot and who's not. And then, you know, the hot players don't necessarily mean they're going to be the best players. So, you, you know, sometimes you like them to go high because that allows you to get a, a, a player that you might, you like a little bit later. And then, you know, sometimes they'll be able to finesse a player that you think that people aren't on and being against the grain. You know, if we were betting on football games and Vegas makes their money on the public loving, you know, something where the people that the gamblers that made their money from going against the grain. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta play, you know, know both, you know, sides of those equations and pick your spots and hopefully you get, get them right. Uh, obviously big news over the weekend was Andrew Luck announcing his retirement. Where were you when it happened and what was your initial reaction? Uh, really, I mean, it's just, um, I don't have, 
I don't have luck, and I don't have uh, any players that much in any of the drafts. Even, um, you know, just I was neutral on it. I knew enough to stay away from it. You know, and he was a quarterback that was kind of getting respected early on, and then people, as the season approached, were getting a little leery of it. But um, you know, I don't ha- didn't have him, didn't affect it. I, you know, so it's it's kind of a, you know disappointing, obviously for the Colts fans, but for, for the fantasy market, it's you know probably actually creates a little opportunity for some of the Colts players because they think the sky is falling and like T.Y. Hilton is going to be horrible now. And I mean, I did do a draft the other night and uh, Ebron slid to like the 12th or 13th round or something. And I was like, well, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like him in the eighth round or, you know, without luck. But I mean, as a, that late of a backup tight end, I'm okay with that. So, you know, you just got to pay attention to what you think they're worth and, you know, what the other players around all these players are getting drafted. Well, obviously they're all falling a little bit. So let's start with Marlon Mack. How much do you think this hurts him? We've seen splits where if the Colts are trailing, he's not in there much in the past game. You see Warren Naheem Hines. So I guess for Mack, it comes down to whether you believe Brissett can keep this offense competitive. So does this uh, hurt Mack in a big way for you? Or do you think, you know what, maybe he becomes a little bit of a value now? I actually thought Max was kind of mispriced, um, anyways, in the in the third round of the draft that I saw, and maybe he tapered into the fourth. But it was tough because, like you said, he wasn't going to get a lot of catches, and he, he looked pretty good when he was running the ball. But his his situation could change from week to week, where you know you could have like just say a Freeman or a Kerryon Johnson or you know some of those other running backs in the third round, where you think they're going to be pretty active in most games, where. You know, he would be up and down. So he he was kind of mispriced, but sliding. So now he turns into a guy that might fall on the 4-5 turn, and that might be a value because in most drafts and, in, in you know, with a snake format and 12-teamers, you know, the 4-5 turn from the third position, the running backs are, are pretty uh, sketchy right now. So the, the receivers look pretty good, but the running backs are kind of tough. So um, I, I have faded him. I probably won't chase him around, but I think he'll be – He'll be okay, and I trust the quarterback play. You know, isn't going to be god awful. I think the, you know he's going to be a league average quarterback, and I think he's had some experience in that offense, and he's going to play better than people expect. How about T.Y. Hilton? Uh, we saw two years ago the numbers with Brissett weren't great, but it is a different situation now. New, new offensive line, new coaching staff. Uh, Hilton, I seen slip to the fourth, fifth round. Is that an opportunity to buy, or is there still some concerns? Yeah, he. I think he's. I dropped him from like say 90, low nineties in catches. I, I dropped him by about twenty percent. Um, so he falls into uh, you know. Do you want to gamble on a you know a, a locket or, or a Hilton? I mean, you know, Hilton obviously has a longer resume, but you know, Lockett could probably score more touchdowns and be a little. I mean, probably be just as explosive, but he might have a little better chance to get, you know, a bump in targets with Baldwin out there. So it's a really close comparison. But I think that if it's falling down in that situation where you might even be able to finesse him in the fifth round where, you know, the the wide receiver position drops off a little bit more. So, you know, he'll fall into like the Boyd area or something like that. So um, I'm not going to fight for him, but I'm not going to ignore him if he flies. Talking to Sean Childs, you can find all his work and projections at fulltimefantasy.com. Lamar Miller tearing his ACL over the weekend. He's out for the season. And for now, it looks like Duke Johnson is the main back in that backfield. They do have Demaria Crockett and a couple of others. Many people think maybe they go out and sign someone. But based on right now, uh, 
where do you have Duke Johnson? Uh, I've seen him go in the fifth round of drafts in PPR formats. Is that uh, an appropriate price or a little too high? It, it, it's it's okay for now. I mean, we saw a couple of years ago that he was top what twelve running back or something. Um, he can. I don't think they want to, you know, give him like you know, Jordan is as he carries and a bunch of catches. So, but but he his ability to catch the ball is going to you know raise his floor and make him very playable. Uh, in for especially for you know fantasy teams that want to punt the uh, the RB two position and they're looking for a pass catcher. So he kind of fits fits the equation naturally. But the fifth round. Um, could be a little bit high, you know, sixth round, seventh round probably makes more sense. And there might be some other players. So it's just a matter of your team structure and, and realistically, you know, who is the player, person they land on that roster to split with them. And, and if it's somebody that's pretty good or, or better than expected, or, you know, if they get, did it via a trade, you know, he, he's going to have a little less value. But it, I think he could score 200 fantasy points and he works, but he's not going to be, you know, an explosive uh you know, you know, RB one type for me. So uh, you know, I, I'm interested, but I, I'm not sure I'm going to take him in the fifth round. In your draft so far, have you drafted any of the top three tight ends yet? Has it been able for you to draft one and, and come out liking your team, or has it been a situation where you just don't feel comfortable taking one of those elite tight ends early? I can't. Um, I guess if Earth slid, he slides further. Um, I'm concerned a little bit with the, you know, um, with Kittle the calf issue. So I, I haven't really, I wouldn't probably go after him. I respect what he did and I expect him to play well with Garoppolo. Um, Kittle, I mean, uh, Ertz tends to fly where it, it could be in a fair position for me. Um, it's t- I watched a couple of people draft um, um, and take uh, Kelsey. One one guy took Kelsey and he tied him Mahomes and he took Tyreek Hill. I'm like, he's going all KC. And I watched uh, a, a very good uh, high six player draft last night and uh, take uh, Kelsey, and then he came back with um, uh, Julio Jones, and then came back with um, Terrion Johnson. But I just think in that particular draft, the running back position kind of didn't break right. I feel like he was chasing a little bit, but you know, it's all a matter of opinion and stuff like that. So it, I think if you go, you know, Kelsey running back, it probably makes more sense, and you know, go get the receiver because you're taking him at, and especially in twelve teamers in the PPR league. But um, I, I, most of the time, I'm probably going to fade him unless, you know, like I said, if Ertz, you know, fell to the 3-4 turn, then he's a consideration for me. Now, you draft in a lot of leagues, so do you try to diversify? I mean, obviously, you have your opinions on players you like. Do you think to yourself, uh, I have this guy in a lot of leagues already, and I don't want to go too far in in case that player gets hurt or underperforms? Yeah. You know, what's your outlook when you have so many teams uh what do you do as far as diversify yeah out of the gate right now i mean i've kind of the front you know there's a lot of players i like in the first couple rounds and even the third round um but you know the third round and the fourth round are are, are dictated by who you've got in the first two rounds so like you know one particular draft i you know i got hopkins at say seven eight or nine or something and so i'm going to be looking for a running back so I'm okay with Gurley, so I end up with, you know, Hopkins Gurley. The next draft I had, you know, um, I said, oh, I don't want to take the same players, so I took Bell and then got Schuster. So it was both those combinations are pretty good. And then I had picked 10, and I just took Chubb with another good, you know, receiver. can't even remember who it was. It might have been Schuster again or something like that. But, you know, I, so whatever the structure was, you know, I went one and one out of the turn. 
but I mean, but I knew that you know three four it's the same thing. I can that the players at the middle to the back end you can go running back receiver, but you it is really really important on on who you like this year to re, especially in the high stakes market because the player pool is changing is to read that turn because if you read the turn right you get your either your running back you want or your wide receiver you want but you need the other player to slide. And if you read it wrong, you're behind and you feel like you get lesser player. And then especially a running back on the four five, I mean, the five, six turn from a back end, it's not as strong in my mind as like as a starter, um, maybe once in a while they slide and it could be, you know, varied from format to format. But, you know, and, and then things that I've done, you know, those, that's a big read corner on the, on the three, four. And, and if you read it right, you get your hit on it. And if you get behind, you feel like you're chasing and you maybe go three and one, and then you're hoping to find value in the next round, which most likely won't happen at running back for me. We're seeing Darwin Thompson really rise up draft boards, and it looks like he might be the backup right now to Damian Williams. Is the price justified because you're buying into the Kansas City offense, or is he becoming too pricey now at this point? Yeah, he went last night in the seventh round. And um, I, 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 I rewatched him. I read what I wrote. I read the Scott report. And I watched him, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I get the intrigue, and he's going to be the second back. Um, Damon Williams, you know, looked really good last year. But it, at some point, you know, if you're wrong on that player, you know, or if he gets hurt, I mean, you, you kind of gave away a piece that could help you. So I always think of it this way, is, uh, you know, if you get two running backs, you want that third guy you can trust to rotate in for, for bye weeks or use it to flex. And I don't think that I can trust him as my third running back. So, obviously, if I, if I waited long enough to, like, the eighth round or later, I'm gambling I'm going to be stronger somewhere else. I'm like, okay with that. But if, you, if you're taking him inside of, you know, seven, six, you, you know, you really need that player to be productive. So, I, I'm not sure I'm going to go there. So, it's, uh, for me, he'll probably get overpriced if he keeps going high. And I'll, I probably won't end up, much, end up with him much unless he slides. All right, let people know what they can find from you coming up on full-time fantasy. Yeah, right now I'm running through the um, daily games, you know, trying to, you know, go through each player, the position to give you another QB report, running back report, tight end and wide receiver report, to, you know, to try to get some, uh, set some lineups for week one and hopefully have success in the daily games and then update the projections for the daily games on uh, week one and the season one one more time. And then we're uh, good to go. All right. Thanks a lot, Sean. I'll uh, see you next week. All right, that is Sean Childs. Find all his work over at FullTimeFantasy.com. We will come back, wrap it up with any late news here on Full Time Fantasy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple of more minutes. Helping you get set to dominate this fantasy football season. Hopefully you all are already a member of FullTimeFantasy.com. If you're not, what are you waiting for? Head on over there now. It's not too late. I know you have drafts 
this week, the weekend, next week. So we are here to help. Maybe you're behind and you're trying to catch up and you're busy. It was a tough summer. Don't worry. We have it covered. Use the promo code RONUS50. You get your first two months for the price of one. I have all my updated rankings and a ton of articles as part of the draft kit. And you can ask all your specific questions on the forums and the message boards. Also, I have a ton of drafts going on every day until that Saturday before the NFL season. Uh, and I'll be out at the Palms in Vegas next week. So if you are there, come and join us. Uh, hop in a draft. It's not too late. There's still room. So, you know, a lot of people like to do last-minute things, be adventurous. Why not that? let that be you? Book, book a trip to Vegas right now for next week. But we do have drafts tonight. Starter best ball draft at 8 p.m. Eastern. We have a starter full season league at 9 p.m. Eastern. Two spots left in that one. An online championship at 9 p.m. Eastern. A world championship online draft at 9 p.m. Eastern. Looks like there is one spot left in that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, and then obviously Chad Schrader, the defending FFWC champion, is that one. Uh, so obviously it's going to be a tough group. I see a lot of names in there that I know that have had success. So one spot left in that one. Start a full season league at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and, of course, uh, drafts tomorrow as well. So lots of drafts here every day until the start of the season. So you can hop in there. Uh, looks like uh, Jay Gruden said that Josh Doxson is not a lock for the team's 53-man roster. So just been a real frustrating career for Doxson. We know there's a lot of talent there, but he's been banged up. He's been inconsistent when he's played. So the quote was, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying anybody's making it or not making it right now. We still have another game and evaluations to make. But Doxson is not playing in the season finale. So usually that means uh, he is probably going to make the team. But uh, Doxson has just not lived up to expectations so far. So we'll see what the Redskins do. It's not like a lot of people have been drafting him in leagues anyway. Uh, he's got an ADP of 256, only gone in two of the last 10 drafts. That wraps it up here, but don't worry. I will be back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.